This is the real kind of actual use case for crypto that I've really seen. This is where I think we're going in the next like five, five to 10 years. So the time to make your money is now. Welcome to Web3 and Wisdom for a journey into the heart of Web3, where knowledge is power and wisdom is key. And for today's episode, I have another interview for you, and this time with the founder of Magic Craft Game. He's a business veteran, a crypto expert advisor to a range of projects, and I'm talking about James, rather known as Crypto Guru. On YouTube, James has close to 80,000 subscribers, where he does technical analysis, predicting the movements of stocks and cryptocurrencies. He also has coaching courses on his website, and he received the Crypto Influencer of the Year Award at the 2022 AIBC Summit, where I also managed to film this interview with him. Usually, you will only hear him talk about crypto, but this time he also shared his broader view on Web3, the metaverse, and more with me. Just like the previous interview with Da Vinci, this interview was filmed at the AIBC Summit in November, but it is still very relevant today, if not more. So let's get into the episode. Hi, James. Thank Hello. you so much for being here with me today. We have the Crypto Guru and congratulations. You just won Influencer of the Year here at the AIBC Summit in Malta. Yes. Yes. Congrats. Tell us a little bit about what do you think? Why do people resonate with you and your content? It, it was mainly because I have I've the founder of a project, MCRT, mm -hmm. and that project blew up. Oh. It's like massive now. Yeah. And a project is like now we have like 600 influencers. So a project is bigger than any individual influencer, like by mm. far, like Solana is much yeah. bigger than all the influencers that are. Interesting. So, so I'm now my crypto guru brand, but MCRT Magicraft is blown yes. up. So. Yes, very true. So, so you feel like the award was more towards the project rather than you as a person. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just boosted my social presence so a lot. Social, personal brand. Yeah. Amazing. Well, you already mentioned Magic Craft. So maybe you want to just like a very brief, like short intro into what Magic Craft is and um, yeah, just give us a little bit more context. Yeah. So it's a play to earn game. Yes. It's um, you're battling it out like a MOBA, kind of like League of Legends or Dota 2, but mm -hmm. you can, you're battling for tournament prizes of mm -hmm. MCRT, a cryptocurrency. And we've integrated Web3 technology like NFT gates. So you need NFT to access the game. And then there's an also Web3 Steam system. So you're, you're kind of versed, like today I just, before I came here, I just quickly pulled out the phone, versed someone for 10,000 MCRT, which is like $60. Yeah. And he kicked my ass, but he won the MCRTs. It's just like that. It's like one-on-one -on -one PVP mage battles. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Very, very interesting. And Tony actually showed me the game. Um, I thought it looked really cool. And um, also the graphics are, I feel like a lot far further advanced. Is it built on, on what, Unity or? Yeah, it's yeah. Unity Engine. Okay. And our development studio, they use very cool new technology, like that. It's own, it's our own patent technology, mm -hmm. which is like allowing multiple players to be on one map, mm, so cool. you can have like really big scale wars on on your phone, nice. which normally you can't do. That's why the PC like PC games are much better than mobile games, because yeah. you don't really have the technology on mobile to be able to play those big graphic games. Right. But now with this technology, new shading technology, we can play these big battles on our phones now. Very nice. How often do you play? <laughs> um, nearly every day. You really? Yeah. When cool. it's from, a lot of people play it just a lot because they can make like yeah. $25 or $30 a day. Um, I play it just whenever I've got free time instead of just scrolling, scrolling Twitter or mm -hmm. then I'll just jump on a game and verse someone for MCRT. Yeah. 
I think this whole landscape of like play to earn and obviously with Apex share to earn and these models are, are very, you know, lucrative. They're interesting, incentivizing people, you know, for their time, for their activities. Um, but I actually, I um, was just chatting through the networking event with like yesterday or so um, with, with someone who told me about a study and I thought it was quite interesting. It's about the over justification effect, which is an effect that occurs when an expected ex external incentive, such as money or prices, decrease a person's intrinsic motivation to perform a task. So essentially what, what, what you know, that study says is that people become less motivated when there is an incentive um, of earning because the, the, they are, it's not so much about the competitive nature anymore. And especially, obviously, you know this in crypto, um, the prices fluctuate and when the price or when the market is down or when in a bear market, then uh, the motivation isn't as high and then user, you, you know, user, um, users or the user activity declines. So what is your take on that? We're not finding that because like when the markets dropped heavily because of yeah. FTX, all this drama, um, everyone was panicking on Twitter and just in crypto in general. But in our Telegram, we have 48,000 people mm -hmm. inside our Telegram that are playing the game. They don't care. They're just playing the game and they're just creating new rooms and everyone's talking, fighting each other. It's like they didn't even notice that the markets were having this big... I mean, they noticed some people mentioning mm -hmm. it, but majority of the people were just playing the game. So I, I think that's what's really going to be big for crypto. It's Right now, crypto is just speculation. It's all speculation. Right. Like People are buying things for the price to go up to then sell them to other people at a higher price. But now we've like, for the first, really, besides exchanges, and exchanges were just helping people buy things to sell them higher. Um, this is the real kind of actual use case for crypto that I've really seen. I've been here since 2012. Mm. All the 2016 bull market and all the app alts that came out and stuff. There hasn't been really any, it's just been speculation the hope of creating something or the exchanges profiting of people trading the hope, but there hasn't been any real use cases. And now with these games, like it's the first real use case. Steppen, um, Magicraft, your project I've seen, it's like Instagram of, of its first projects that people actually, it's giving a use case and crypto is just right. an addition. Before we continue, I quickly want to highlight the sponsor of today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Apex the Web3 social media platform that I, as the host of this podcast, am also a founder of. We all spend time on social media, whether that's hours of creating content or consuming it. Either way, we're making social media companies valuable without being compensated for it. So my team and I decided to change that. The Apex app is a new social network that rewards you for every interaction on the platform. Whether that's sharing, commenting, or voting on content, it's the easiest way to kickstart your Web3 journey. Join me and start getting rewarded for your passion by downloading the app today. 100% agree with that. Like utility, right? Yeah. And we talk about this all the time. We need utility in the space. We need interoperability where, you know, you can easily swap between different environments and it's it's an, it's a fun place to be in and at the end of the day, even with, with Apex, it's also what we've seen is people come in because they think, oh, you get rewarded for, you know, sharing content and you can make money and all of this. That's the first incentive. But then once you get into it, people stay usually for the community um, or for other aspects. For you, it's maybe the game is fun. It's competitive, right? So I think having those other aspects are quite important. But I thought this, this study was quite interesting, you know, to, to find. Yes. Out. Someone mentioned this um, in a question on when I gave a, I gave a speech about this. Oh. Um, and he was mentioning this as well. We haven't seen that as, mu as much, mm -hmm. but I understand if it becomes like just people, like Axie Infinity, where people are playing just to earn. They don't really have fun. Like the game itself isn't mm -hmm. very fun, but some people like it. But I mean, for me as a gamer, I like Magicraft, I actually like. It's like really fun. Right. So if you, 
build something really fun and it has earning potential, it's like two coming together where, yeah. Yeah, yeah and also, I mean, Obviously, if you have a passion, even, you know, I have a background, I was dancing for seven years and I saw with the, within the industry, oftentimes when people have a passion and then it becomes your job, where now uh, you are, you, you have to perform with your passion in order to make an income, for example, then the fun declines and mm -hmm. it's not as fun anymore because it's tied to, it's a, it becomes a responsibility that you have. Yeah. But if it's a hobby and it stays that way and, you know, you, your passion um, is, is, is tied to um, just another monetary aspect and the monetary aspect is secondary, right? But you're not, it, it's not what covers your bill every month, right? Then mm -hmm. that's also different. I think maybe that, that's where it separates. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, like what we're seeing is some of the players, maybe like 20% are very competitive esports players where they're going for, down that route. They're going for a play like where they want to make money and make this right. their living. But 80% of the players are just playing, having fun, and then earning MCRT as well. But because of the competitiveness of the game, it's only really the good players are winning, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. which makes like me, I'm a, I try to be really good because I want to win, but I'm also enjoying the win. But just now I got owned, so the community is getting really good because they're right. getting really competitive. Right. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Now, you briefly mentioned the whole. Um, bear market and um, I think you you quickly threw FTX in there, you know, this was a crazy scandal, you know, it hit the entire industry. Um, what do you feel like is the, the feeling or the sentiment right now? I mean, have we learned anything from the Mt. Gox situation, if you remember that, right? I mean, this happened before, now we're seeing it again. So what is the conclusion out of this? Is it that we're now, do you feel like we're moving more towards DeFi? Or do we, are, are centralized exchanges and um, companies like that are just, just need more regulation and is regulation going to be the next round? What are we pivoting towards? One, I think it was an attack um, purposely mm -hmm. because regulators want to come into, now everyone that was in crypto that was like, we don't want regulators, we want to self-regulate, right. we want to figure out this technology ourselves. Regulation is stifling innovation. Now, the, now they're pushing for regulation to come in because mm -hmm. of FTX. So I think it was an attack purposely to bring in regulation. Um, by who? By Fed, by the SEC, by whoever's like controlling okay. yeah. the system. Yeah. Because crypto is going down this route of like, it's just turning into banking system. Yeah. And we're, we're seeing that if you were in crypto early on, it was like free, it was wild, wild west, but it was like really innovative and, and people not tied to this old system. But now we're slow with exchanges, with all that's happening. We're seeing slowly just the banking system be created again in crypto. It's terrible in a way. But then you can look at it another way, as when all this FTX drama happened, everyone pulled out their funds and they went to two or three things. Stable coins, Fiat, or Bitcoin. Mm. So it's in a way also pushing people from these exchanges back into Bitcoin. And the exchange is also not too good for the market because they're taking all the liquidity and making it into this kind of like, um, they're making the profits and they're taking the liquidity and turning it into Fiat. Yeah. So it's, it can be both. Mm. One, regulators trying to make stronger regulation. Two, the crypto market's cleaning itself out of this, the wrong way that we were going. Yeah. So I'm not sure which one it is. I think it's a bit of both. A bit of both. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, but, but with DeFi in general, do you, because there's so many protocols, right? And every time, you know, go to, uh, we're no, no longer in those, this like crypto and blockchain environment, but we're in Web3. And um, among that is obviously DeFi is a huge part of that. NFTs are a huge part of that. Um, so in, in terms of, the different technologies that have now evolved where, you know, we're, we're seeing more and more of these different protocols out there. Is there anything where you feel like this is this this is the direction we're going? This is interesting. People should have people. 
an eye on that or potentially even, you know, move their funds without any giving without giving any financial advice. But, you know, um, are there any fav favorites that you, you see in the industry? Um, at the moment, I really like um, Ethereum CRV, which mm -hmm. is Curve Protocol. And NFTs, I'll be careful just because usually when there's a massive speculation bubble like that we had on NFTs, and there's, yes. there's a big come down. And, then, yes. and now we're entering depression. We're known... Now people like even the OGs and the people they're questioning crypto. Finally, this is <laughs> you need this. Yeah. Because before, like even two weeks ago, it was hopium. It's still like, but now we're in this point where people are like fuck crypto. Crypto is a scam. Even the OGs are like, hmm, should I pull all my money out of crypto? We need to get to this point before we. Then we go into a very quiet winter for like one year. Mm. I don't think it'll be as bad, and it'll never just be straight down. It'll be like bounces mm. along the way. But that's what we need to then clear out this mess, clear out the like people that aren't meant to be here where they get bored of it, they don't make money anymore, they quit and they go away. Regulation starts to go away mm. because now it's not interesting, it's not big in the news anymore, and it's everything quiets down. And then the innovators can build. This is what I've seen. Three bear markets have been the same. Um, it clears out this noise. The builders can build, technology can keep building, and we move up again, and then the whole thing starts again at a bigger scale. Um, DeFi is not going away. It's the internet of money. Mm. So before, like we had fax machines and paper and pens and and file drawers with like lots of folders in them. And then we had the internet and it took a while. It wasn't instantly that we had the internet come and all file drawers, fax machines and paper were gone. It took 20 years or something. We still use paper sometimes now, but tech internet went into every single aspect of our lives. Same will happen with crypto, DeFi. Like the technology that's being built is amazing. It's revolutionary. Yeah. The smartest minds in the world are working on this stuff. It's not going away. You'll get better. It needs to be hacked. It needs people to, to manipulate. Like we need to find the weaknesses. And mm. that's also why this happens because um, people build, then people attack it. We find weaknesses in the systems. They improve the systems. And if lots of, if all the money came in right now, it would be crazy. Mm -hmm. Like what happened in, in 2021. Yeah. So many hacks are taking place. Hundreds of billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars stolen. I don't, I don't think it's that now, but billions stolen. And because the technology is evolving, it needs time to, be like be, become strong, you know, yeah. and harden. Yeah, yeah. But DeFi won't go away. Yeah, absolutely. That that's an interesting take, and I think a lot of it has to do with the the mark, like the market in general maturing. And then um, I always I always talk about this as well that if the price is this high, but mass adoption is you know at still a different stage, right? If 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 it feels like during the NFT craze, for example, we felt like oh, wow, you know, it, it's already, we're mainstream, but but we're not really, it was a hype, it was a bubble, right? And a lot of times people mistake this and they think, oh, crypto is a bubble or, you know, this entire industry. No, there's bubble within the industry that need to burst for then the actual uh, things to, and, and the technology to to mature and to rebuild. So yeah, I, I, I like how you sort of broke, broke that down. Um, and you also mentioned regulation, right? That that's obviously a big part. Um, now you're based out of Dubai, right? Yes, the comp our company is in Singapore. Ah, okay, so companies yeah. in Singapore. Um, now maybe you can you can speak to both markets or what what do you feel? Um, I'm working with the Dubai government, the UAE government okay. as well, on bringing regulation into Dubai and into integrating into the UAE blockchain, like crypto council. Um, working directly with the yeah. government and they're trying to innovate. The problem is why are we based in Singapore? Our the token release was in British Virgin Islands mm -hmm. because we, we, we blocked any interaction with U.S. markets. So all our U.S. audiences, they can participate in okay. anything that we're doing. 
Why? Because the innovation in the regulation is the innovation is being like blocked yeah. because of the regulation in America, and that's really bad. It's really, really like I tell this like when I'm in the Dubai Council, I expl- like it's really bad. It's it's like blocking the internet from coming into your country. Mm. Can you imagine like if America blocked the internet from coming in and the rest of the world starts letting internet innovate? What would have happened? No Facebook, no Google, no Instagram in America. And that's what America is doing right now. A lot of the innovators, we stay away. Like any builder and founder in crypto is staying away from America. And it's terrible what's happening in that, in that aspect. They need to, what, what I love about Dubai and the UAE is they bring 12 or 12 in the council, 12 people of the best minds in crypto, that best founders, builders, um, famous people, whatever, in the main minds in crypto, they bring them together and they discuss together and they work out together what the best regulations will be, how to integrate mm-hmm. the technology. That's very smart. Um, regulators and these people that like it's mostly people over the age of sixty. They they're not they're not yeah they're not asking the, the right people to come in and help them create the regulation, and that's a big problem because now for the last about since two thousand and fourteen two thousand everyone left America and stayed away. Yeah. So it's been now eight eight years of people really avoiding America in crypto. Any mm. builder, any founders outside of America. Yeah, absolutely. Most of them are in Dubai, Malta, um, uh, Lisbon. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, I mean, missing. you know, the SEC, I think, even coming in and saying, well, all tokens are securities, right? And <laughs> not even giving you the room to, to allow for, for actual utility tokens or for, you know, utility applications to come into fruition. Um, I, I do think that says, that says a lot. Um, so... I mean, it, it is quite different in a sense where, you know, the internet came out and it was obviously also a, te- a huge innovation of technology, but um, the blockchain technology and the space we're in now is built on this idea of power to the people, right? And less like freedom and more decentralization. So obviously for regulators, or for, I wouldn't say just regular, but in general for, um, for, 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 for the current system, it's a bit scary, right? It's scary for them to have these new technologies come in where it feels like uh, it's not just the Wild Wild West like the internet, but it's it's so much harder to uh, to get a grasp on it. And They're yeah. losing control. Exactly. It's, they're losing it. control yes. of the monetary system. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if you were a car, if you were a horse company, like selling like horses and carriages mm-hmm. and stuff, you, and you try to block cars from coming. Yeah. It was much smarter for you to invest in the car company and start 100%. making tires and engines and stuff than it was to hold on to your horse and cart and try to block car companies. Right, right. And the same thing, like for them, really, they can't stop this. It's, it's not like yes. something that can be stopped. The whole world, it's a worldwide innovation. It's technology yeah. built on the, the shoulders of other people's technologies that is continually progressing. The best thing they can do is do what Dubai is doing, UAE is doing. Mm-hmm. Get 20 of the best minds in America that are in crypto and let them help the, in, the regulators make laws that protect people and at the same time allow innovation. But the thing is, every time I've seen the SEC protect people, they've destroyed the companies that they were protecting people. Yeah. I've, from my being in the space since 2012, they've caused a lot more harm than I've seen them do good. Yeah. So, like, for example, many projects were innovating, building amazing technologies. SEC comes in because of some, like, protection and destroys that yeah. company. As soon as the SEC says, we're investigating a company, it destroys the market cap of that company anyway. And all the investors or all the people that were involved in that project get destroyed and go to jail yeah. or whatever. So, it's like they're causing, they're just trying to hold on to a power that you can't stop the car from coming. Yeah, I think you, you summed that up very beautifully. Um, now, talking about innovation and sort of what's coming next and 
where obviously all the big companies are trying to get into the space. I'm talking about the buzzword metaverse, <laughs> Facebook renaming itself to even meta going that far, right? Um, all the companies, I mean, Apple obviously is always trying to, you know, uh, first watch what's happening. You have Google, you know, betting more on the AR versus VR side, but in general, this entire 3D immersive space that is coming and people are building worlds, um, even with Apex, you know, we're involved because we feel like a responsibility as a you know native Web3 company to, to look into these emerging technologies to make sure we're including it as we're, um, I believe, inevitably like going, going to or going towards that. Um, so what is your view on the metaverse or 3D immersive technology? Uh, where are we currently and how do you see that panning out in the future? Um, it's not going, I, I was uh, one of the f first prototype developers for Google Glass, like mm. in 2014. Interesting. So like, I think eight, eight years ago. And when I got the first Google Glass, I was like, when I first started using it, I was like, in one year, this is coming out. Everyone yeah. in the world isn't <laughs> going to have their phone and they're going to have Google Glass. Eight years later, no one uses Google Glass. I learned my lesson about being too excited about technology coming quickly. Um, it will take time when, when it's the hardware that's the issue, not the software. The hardware is too clunky. It's like too, same with Google Glass. It was too hot. It would like be, get hot on your head. You felt like it would blow up and blow up your face, you know? So you were like, mm -hmm. well, I still have it. It's amazing. It looks beautiful. It looks cool. And for nerds, it looks cool. For other people, it right. looks crazy. <laughs> but um, the hardware will take time. But once we get to the form of um, like uh, Oakley's or like these beautiful normal glasses, once it gets, it's almost there. I think the technology is one or two years away from being just normal glasses. I think Apple and Google will bring it in quickly. Once it gets there, then we'll go to AR. We already have VR, AR is augmented reality. Yeah. So it's replaced, it's like augmenting um, display or data on top of what you already see in the yes. world. So you look at this painting, you'll pull up uh, information about that right. painting, you look at this person, you'll pull up information about this person, augmented reality. I think we're going down that road. First. More, VR will also be developed, the virtual yeah. reality. So we put on this mask and you go into VR world, like Google, Meta. Yeah. Uh, sorry, like meta. meta. Um, but the main utility, the main use will be augmented reality. Augmenting the world around what we already see. Even meta started with VR, but now in the recent Oculus, they have AR. Uh, yeah, so I think we'll move quickly into AR through Apple Glass and mm -hmm. Google's Glass. Um, VR will be side developed. It won't be as deep. It will be more augmented reality, but the glasses soon will be to the technology where you switch from VR to AR. And at that point, um, it'll be just a more augmented reality, data-driven world. Like, every, the games will be interfaced, like, over your reality. Yeah. The data will be over your reality. You won't be using your phone as much because you can just pull it up on your screen in your eyes. This is where I think we're going in the next, like, five, five to ten years. We'll be going down this path. But not next year. Yeah. So you're, are you currently looking into metaverses? Do you have an avatar or not yet? Are you first uh, we, watching from the side? We're working right now. We're going on Magicraft MCRT. Yeah. We're doing PC. We have right now iOS and Android. Okay. Um, PC is coming in December and then we'll be moving over into uh, VR as well. So we're, we're working on making the game um, in virtual reality. Very exciting. I think we should chat more about this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but okay, that, that, was, that was awesome. Thank you for giving us so much insight. Is there anything else uh, that we haven't covered that you maybe want to... Uh, give to the audience. Yeah, I always like to say this, the, the, where everyone makes their money is now. Mm. So everyone thinks that they make their money at $69,000 Bitcoin, and when the markets are pumping, everyone wants to buy Bitcoin and crypto. But actually, that's when the people that made their money are selling. So the time to make your money is now. Now you need to find the good projects, Bitcoin, 
this is where you need to be putting in your money that in the next bull market, when everyone's buying Bitcoin at $200,000, that's when you're selling. Right. So the money to be made is now. Where most people now get scared, they're crying, they like pull out of the markets, they think it's a scam, they get depressed. I have a saying, when people are crying, I am buying. Oh, that's a, that's a powerful one. Definitely incredible advice. Uh, and also don't wait for the bottom, right? Like everybody's like, oh, when when's the bottom? I think it's gonna yeah. go even further. I mean, what's the downside now and what is the upside, right? So Yeah, try to get the meat of the move. I sold in November and best is DCA out, dollar cost average out and yes. dollar cost average in towards the bottom. Right. Don't go all in now. I never yeah. go all in. So when I DCA in, dollar cost average split up and I go like 1% in. So I started um, dollar cost averaging, I think one month ago mm -hmm. and I started buying 1% like per day. Yeah. So it'll take either like around three months to go fully in. And, and that's do it more 1% on a very red day yeah. and just slowly enter now down the bottom. And then when it's at the next bull run and your friends and grandma and everyone's talking about crypto, everyone loves crypto, Bitcoin's at peaking and everyone's going crazy for crypto, start DCing out. Thank you so much. This was incredible advice. So I hope you're all listening and taking notes. Thank you so much, James. For Thank you very much. Great interview. I appreciate it. And I Thank hope you. we'll see you very soon again in the metaverse or on Epics. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the channel. This obviously helps it grow and also allows me to make more cool interviews with awesome people in the future. So thank you so much for listening and I will catch you on the next one.